Alpha Sessions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Alpha Sessions. Today, we have Bianca Watts. Welcome. <laughs> How are you today? Very good, thank you. How good. are you? Yes, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm very excited about the session because it's a very unique session. I, well, I've never had a harp in, in the studio before. I think Alpha Sessions have had one, but you are a harpist, am I right? Yes, it's true. And a singer as well, and a writer. You're a lot of things. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot of things, and you've done a lot in the last couple of years, which we're going to talk about. Um, but first of all, I want to talk about your beginnings, because I like starting from beginnings. Um, I saw in your bio, I was just doing a bit of reading about you, uh, something about being in France. Yes. So when did you pick up the harp? Why did you pick up the harp? And where did you pick up the harp? I, um, I think I was about seven, and the little village I lived in in France had a, a music festival, and a harpist came and played. And I think, like all seven-year-olds, I nagged my parents relentlessly. <laughs> and uh, my parents were foolish enough to say yes. And then, luckily, in the like local village, there was a harp teacher, and it all started there. And it's a very unique instrument to pick up. And I think, I mean, that can be a terrible thing, because that's why some people don't continue. You pick something up, because it's like, wow, so niche. And then you do it for a year, and you think... What am I going to do with this? <laughs> but it seems like you've brought it to a point now where you're making it your own and you're kind of bringing it into the mainstream, which is really nice. Um, and it's nice that you've got this far playing it. So how did you get from that point, your first ever harp, to where you are now? Did you study music? Yes. So I started off actually on a little harp, very similar to the one in the session today, um, and loved it. I remember my mum would have to nag my brother every day to practice the flute, mm. uh, but I was like a little nerd child and I'd just <laughs> play harp all day. Um, and then I I don't think I realised that I wanted to do it professionally, but I think everyone else around me knew it. Um, so I went to Durham Uni first and I did languages. Mm. And then after that, I was like, oh no, I do want to be a harpist. So I went to Guildhall and studied classical harp. So all my training is in classical music, um, and I kind of realised I wanted to do something a bit different and try and bring it to a wider audience because with classical music, you kind of reach a very specific demographic mm. um, and it's nice to bring the harp to new spaces, spaces like here where they've only ever had one harp in before. And why is it that you went into doing harp in a classical way? Was that when you were younger, did you listen to classical music or was that just because that's the pathway? Yeah, that was the pathway. I think most of the music written for the harp is... Like pre nineteenth century, <laughs> and we're like all written by men as well, because female composers just didn't get much exposure back then. Mm. So it's nice now to be able to play like Joni Mitchell and play mm. music written by women. Combine mm. everything into one popular function. Um, but you say you studied languages. I want to yes. go back to that. <laughs> so how do we go from harp playing like I want to be a harp player <laughs> to what languages did you study? Uh, Spanish and Mandarin, but I don't remember any Mandarin at all. You don't remember any Mandarin? I say hello. And how, that's do you, how do you say hello? Ni hao. <laughs> so you're learning something. Um, but what, what made the, the gap between the music and the languages? How did that become? I, I had to do a, a year abroad as part of my degree and I wrote to some like harp schools in Spain on a whim and one <laughs> school, the Royal Conservatoire Madrid, said yes but I don't think they quite realised that I wasn't studying music until I actually arrived and by that time <laughs> oh it was too God. late and I was already there so then I did a year of harp and that's what changed my mind 
I didn't even know there were harp schools. Yeah. I suppose there's a school for everything. It's like <laughs> we were talking about earlier, having a job, like, what was it, um, the harp, the um, DJ. Uh, the port, the port DJ. DJ. Port DJ. <laughs> there are jobs for everything. Um, and I suppose you could have gone down that route with the harp. You could just be, I mean, you do that. You do functions and things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But I'm going to talk about that later, because right now I want to ask you um, about your debut EP. Yes. This is it's an interesting project because it's kind of popular. It's hard to put it in a box, which is a good thing. Like I think it bridges a lot of gaps between lots of different influences. Um, and it's called Unravel. Mm-hmm. Am I right? When did yeah. that come out? Oh, no, I don't remember. I think <laughs> about two or three months ago. Is that Absolutely. right? It's Do you happen fresh. to know? Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely this year. I know that the, you played one of the songs for us earlier that is the single that came out in April. So yeah. it's definitely between then. Um, how long were you working on this project? Um, I wrote a lot of the songs in lockdown. I had nothing else to do. Mm. So about probably about a year and a half of writing and then recorded it in a couple of weeks at Crouchend Studios. Crouchend. I've heard of Crouchend Studios. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, been. they're good. How did you get into that? Do you know people in there? Or um, weirdly, my brother's friend was friends with one of them and I was chatting to one of them and they seemed really cool, so... That That's yeah. <laughs> and what about the instrumentalists? So it's like a full band. If the people at home haven't heard it yet, it's not just your harp. Yes. There's a lot going on in there. So how did this sort of? Is this a band? Did you play live in the studio? Did you no, track? we didn't. It was we did track by track. Um, the electric bass player Giovanni, I had played in a band with before called the Messengers, mm. which is um, music students and people recovering from homelessness write mm. songs together. It's a really lovely project. They also have music on Spotify. Um, so I knew him through that. And um, then there's a Bode bass and clarinet player oh, wow. who I also just knew from music school and percussion. I think it's crazy you can put all these things into... Because it's not... I, I, mean, I guess it's popular. It's folkier, I'd say. Yeah. But it's like taking a lot of things that you would imagine to be very traditionally classical and making them feel a- accessible. Oh, thank I'd you. Say. Yeah. Um, it all feels very modern as well, which I like. Um, yeah. But the first song you played for us today wasn't from that EP. No. It was a cover. I love Joni Mitchell so much. No, this is great. <laughs> I, I love Joni Mitchell. <laughs> um, I did a study of Joni Mitchell once when wow. I was at university of no a way. lot of her work. So I want to talk to you about your love for Joni. It's borderline obsession at this point. I think it regularly <laughs> is. When I meet Joni fans, it's always either like, yeah, you know, I know a few of her songs or it's obsession. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, what made you choose River, though, as your cover? Um, well, it's always one that I realise I can't really play until it's vaguely Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, it's nearly November. Is it now acceptable oh for me to play River? <laughs> I didn't even know it was that close. I 
make a lot of money and I'll leave this crazy sea. Oh, I wish I had a river. I could skate. Sessions. That was beautiful, um, and I think it suits the harp very well. Yeah, um, thank you. So that was your cover choice, and the rest of the songs you played, it was no, the folk song was a cover as well, right? Uh, yeah, it's like a traditional folk song. Are these all things you play when you do function gigs? Um, I rarely play my own music at a function. I think mm. often they want to hear covers, 
Um, sometimes I'll slip one in secretly. <laughs> do, do they realise when you no, do that? Do not they really. like, oh, this is magic. <laughs> ah. um, no, I don't think they do. And when did that work start? When did you start doing functions? Uh, uh, when I was like 14-ish. Yeah, 14? Re- really young. I remember I think I played at the Roman Baths when I was oh, wow. a teenager. And yeah, not not like regularly, but I would do a couple a year or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's a good way to sort of have a foundation income as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this your sole income? Do you do other things? I also work? work with young people with special educational needs doing like some music stuff with them and then just like general play and artistic stuff is that your day-to-day yeah. i do that two days a week mm-hmm. you do quite a lot of things then yeah quite a lot <laughs> going on um now also you have a lot going on in your influences which i'm interested because we talked about Joni, but you have like this classical pop some folk mm-hmm. in there what kind of things were you listening to growing up that got you to this point that's a good question i um well my mum would play a lot of female songwriters mm. a lot of Joni like Carol King always around the house and um, listening to a lot of classical music I still love classical music and then I I think I just I'm like a sponge I love everything but the good of every genre I'll, I'll happily listen to mm. I think that's the best way to be mm. though because it kind of forms a whole new music it forms a whole new genre of your own uh, especially when you play a unique instrument um, so do you play the harp? I want to go back to your theatre. Um, do you play the harp in these sessions with the young people in the theatre? In Oh, the kids' mm. theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's with a really cool music theatre charity called Wind Up Penguin. And so uh, musicians and actors will devise a wordless kids' show because we tend to play abroad or in refugee camps where there's not always a common language. So mm. music in that setting kind of narrates the emotions in the story. Um, and we, yeah, I was playing in refugee camps in Calais last week, which was mm. awesome. Mm. How do you get into that? <laughs> Are you an actress as well, then? No. Naturally. I, I mean, I pretend, but definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what acting kind of is. <laughs> yeah. there, isn't it? Um, but how, how do you get into something like that? It was a, it, the charity was founded at Guildhall, where I studied, so um, by a friend of mine, and now I help run it with her. Oh, you help run it? You're top yeah. dog? Oh, well. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a rewarding thing. Yeah. And it's nice to have like that kind of varied palette of stuff to do mm. as well. Um, so, second song you played for us was a folk, a folk cover. Yes. Yeah. Um, is this a very old piece? I've never heard. It I wish I had researched it more. <laughs> <laughs> I I know the Fairport Convention have played it. I'm not sure if they wrote it. I think it is old though. <laughs> Sounds, sounds like it's got about all things. It's got some ye olde language in it. Oh, 
for they love me For sessions, it's a beautiful melody, and it's nice to bring stuff like that into modern mm. music as well. Um, I've just remembered we also spoke briefly earlier about playing in hospitals, mm-hmm. um, which is something I'd like to touch on. So you do functions, you do the theatre, um, and now how did this come about? You do—is this just another part of your function work, or is no, this something it, you do specially? Um, I started doing it when I was studying, as like part of an extra bit of the course, and then I carried on doing it afterwards. Um, it was called the Hospital Project, and a group of musicians would go into geriatric wards and then play music with the patients. It was really cool. But unfortunately, since COVID, I don't think it's started no. up again. Oh, not at all. I don't so think so. No. Need to bring it back. I know. Avenge. Yeah. As soon as we're allowed in, we'll <laughs> flood the hospital with music. <laughs> so, do you do that with a band, or do you do that solo? It was normally three musicians, but like random three musicians. We wouldn't practice really beforehand. Mm. We have like chord oh, sheets wow. on the day. Do you work like that a lot, or do you like going out and doing your own gigs? I love everything. It's so nice to have a, a mixed palette, as you say. Mm. Mm. So, do you have musicians that you work with all the time, regularly, or do you just sort of like meet yeah. people, play along? <laughs> Bit of both. I have one flute player and singer who I work with a lot at the moment called Katie, and we're in a band called Island Row. Mm. We actually do a version of that folk song with flute and harmonies in. It's really nice. Oh, they're singers as well? Yes, yeah. I see, that's so nice. (laughs) Actually, I did see you play... Is this the same person you played a gig with? um, Trafalgar Square? Yeah. I love it. St. Martin in the Fields. Yeah, yeah. Such a nice setting. Yeah, yeah. And it's rare to see that kind of music in that setting because I've been there quite a few times and, um, I mean, the Alpha Sessions team like to frequent that little area. Um, But there are a lot of singer-songwriters and guitarists and singers, which is great. But... It's nice to see something like that, and I imagine it fitted in quite well. Yeah, it was um, nice. I, I like to like pepper a like more pop set with the odd classical piece. Just <laughs> why not? <laughs> you get people up. Don't yeah, you? So I guess you get used to that though when you're doing weddings or functions, and mm. you know what they want to hear. Mm. Um, I did actually scroll through your set list of oh, things really? that's possible, 
um, when people book you. Oh, no. And it is crazy. Like, it goes from <laughs> pieces that obviously I've never heard of because I studied a little bit classical, but not really, to like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Stuff like that. Normally they're ones I've learnt because a, a bride has asked me if they can walk oh, down the aisle to some oh, classic. <laughs> I mean, it sounds nice on a harp, I imagine. Yeah, Having yeah. that kind of thing. Nice. Do you have a go-to piece that's your favourite when you do gigs? Hmm. That's a good question. There's a, a classical piece called Ground by William Croft mm. that's just, it's Baroque, but it sounds like it could be contemporary and it's so peaceful. I like to start with that one just because it makes me feel really relaxed and... I think it's nice. <laughs> Do you ever get people trying to awkwardly sing along just to the pop songs? Yeah, I love it. I'm all you love for that? It, yeah. Oh, I think I get angry. <laughs> playing my half and there's people trying to sing at me. Um, but what's the best gig of all time you think you've done? Ooh. I think it would be with the, the kids' theatre company. We did we did a performance in a, in a prison in Mexico, which was... What? Really rogue. Now, come on. And so much fun. How does that happen? It, I was running that particular project and I just emailed any charity I could find. Some guy from the internet was like, yep, <laughs> we'll take you into a prison. And you went um, willingly? Yeah, I was, I was not sure how safe this is, but cool. <laughs> uh, it was a women's prison, but they had loads of kids under five, I think, that were living there as well. So we had wow. all the, the inmates and all their children in the room. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. And we got them all dancing by the end. And even we got, like, the prison guards and stuff dancing. It was pretty cool. Wow. Very special. That's probably the most unique story <laughs> I've heard on this show. <laughs> I love that. And you get to go to Mexico as well. Yeah. So it's a good time. good time. You must travel a lot with this theatre group doing stuff. Is yeah. It's a nice part of the job, mm. I suppose. What's the best place you've ever been? Um, we went to India, which... Mm. It's the most different place I've ever been. Like, such a... The colours, the smells, it's mm. a real different land. Yeah. Get around, <laughs> you get around. Um, now, I also saw you did an EP launch. Yes. Which I love it because I've never done something like this, but oh. it's a very common thing to do. Um, and where, where was that? Hampstead? Jazz club. You, and you've played a lot of jazz clubs. Yeah. A lot, like, a lot of um, gigs like Ronnie Scott's upstairs. But I, I wouldn't say I'm playing jazz, really, but... But nice it fits venues. in, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, yeah, nice venues. Um, how did that come about? Did you do organise that all yourself? Was this, do you work with a team of people? No, I organised it all myself. It was really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell, don't give that away. Just be like, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I, I was not nervous about playing the music, just so stressed about the logistics coming together because it's not my natural state i'm not a natural <laughs> organizer of things <laughs> no <laughs> but it looked like it went well yeah it was great it was a good lovely. audience in there yeah. um so that's the live side of things which you seem quite active in and i suppose with classical you do get used to just playing live quite a lot but i also want to talk about um how you released your ep that we touched on a bit earlier um so you did that all yourself as well mm. and, and what about the image because i love the way i encourage everyone to go look at it there's the photography yeah. that goes with all your, sing your singles and the ep um, are these just friends, people that you meet along the way? It was my cousin who, nice. yeah, so great having those family connections. She is um, an artistic designer on fashion photo shoots, which is incredibly what? lucky. And uh, I scrolled through Pinterest with her <laughs> for ages and found cool images, which she helped me reproduce 
Yeah, she's brilliant. What's with the the roly poly? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought I was it was just uh, on a whim. I just thought it looked fun. <laughs> it does look fun. Um, and the canvases were all nice. It's just a nice sort of like fluency with the whole project. I feel the way it looks and oh, the way it feels. Um, did you ever make a music video for anything yet? Or is that something no, still on pause? I, I mean, yeah, I'd love to, but if I had the budget for it, I'd love to do a music video. Yeah, that's a good point. With your photography, like, is, is it a studio setting? It was, yeah. Did you? I guess you didn't have to budget if you know people. Yeah, I, I did have there. to budget, but definitely mates rates. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like. That's what we like. Um, and as for current projects and the future, what are you working on? I mean, your EP only just came out, mm. but you know, some people are sort of have things in the back and under the. I'm I'm doing a lot now with um, my flute player. We're writing a lot of songs together. Um, and we've built up a little bank now, so I imagine at some point we'll be looking to record something. It's very mysterious. Mm. <laughs> very mysterious. Um, now, the final song is one of your own. Yes. Um, and it's called Come Away. So I'd like to talk about um, how that song came about and what it kind of means to you. Do you write from a personal place? Yeah, I try to. That one is just, it's such a simple concept, but I just have this memory of waking up in the sun. That's it. And that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's beautiful. I think the simplest concepts can be the mm. nicest, mm. can be the most accessible. Um, how did you write? How do you write when you're writing with a harp and you've got your vocals? Is it always a different process or do you have like a set? Um, often I'll start with, um, I'll be like noodling around on the harp and a little gem will come out that I enjoy and then I'll kind of build from there. I'm definitely, the, the tunes come more naturally to me than the lyrics, so I tend mm. to do them second. Do you write with melodies on your lyrics or do you like to sit under a tree and <laughs> write a poem and then fit it in? Bit of both, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 How, how has that always been for you? Has it always been the way? I guess you weren't always a lyric writer or were you always doing Not that? really, no. And that's just something you've yeah. developed into doing? Yeah. I started using like poems and stuff or with folk music you can kind of find ballads and arrange mm. them yourself. So that was my sort of way into writing lyrics. Nice. Well, I look forward to what you have coming out next. Thank you. Um, where can people find you if On they want to? Instagram, Bianca underscore Harpist, or um, my website, if you Google Bianca Watts Harpist, it should come up. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank you very much. <laughs>
do or keep Make this bright